0: Uh, one of the parliamentary secretaries, Mr. Peren
1: Handik lost his mother, so that's why he's not in the meeting now. I, I, I received the message uh, some few minutes ago. We, as the subcommittee, extend our sincere condolences to the Handic family. May they find comfort in knowing that uh, their mother is in in her maker's hands, and there's no more pain. Honourable members, as I was saying that, we also know that in KZN, some families are still looking for their loved ones. So we know after the devastating effects of the floods, So, we wish to extend our sincere condolences to all those families who lost their loved ones. And we wish that uh, may God intervene so that those who are still looking may be able to find their loved ones and lay them to rest in dignity. So, with those few words, honorable members, may we please observe a moment of silent prayer in our thoughts with those who lost their lives during this uh,
0: devastating effects of the floods.
1: Thank you very much, honorable members. May their souls uh, rest in peace. Honorable members, I come all of you in this meeting. And I believe that we all uh, received the documents as they were circulated to all of us. If there is anyone who hasn't received the documents, we want to extend uh, our sincere apologies in that regard. But I know that the Secretariat is very effective when it comes to sending documents. Honorable members, we do have the agenda in front of us. Mr. Klaasso. Will come back. May you please fly the agenda for us. Thank you very much, uh, honourable members. Do we have apologies, Mr. Castle, from your side? Are there apologies, Mr. Galega? Yes, we didn't receive
2: any apologies, ma'am. Thanks.
1: Okay. Thank you very much, honourable members. Uh, can we now have a mover for the adoption of the agenda as is presented? Is there a mover for the adoption of the of these apologies, Honourable Members?
3: I move, chairperson uh, Thank you.
1: Honourable Singh moves. Honourable Honourable
4: good good afternoon uh, honorable members thank you very much honorable chair yes i second honorable singh's motion thank you very much
1: thank you very much i want to uh, to encourage all of us honorable members that we use uh, our gadgets to raise our hands so that uh, we don't end up, all of us uh, speaking at the same time. Thank you very much. If we can use that, unless if the your doesn't have uh, that, that icon where you can uh, raise your hand. Thank you very much. Can we now move on to item number three? Honorable members, where we must deal with minutes. We have set sort of minutes which we didn't... Adopts as a subcommitter. Can we have the minutes flighted? We have the minutes of the of the twenty ninth, yeah, the twenty-ninth. Of uh, Okay, we have the minutes of the 19th of February and also the minutes of the 29th of of, of July. Come again.
3: Is it not the 6th of June? Uh, No. It's been quite
1: some time. Unless I got
3: an outdated agenda.
1: Yeah, it's been quite some time since we we last... uh, My comrades, honorable members. Okay, there we are. We have the minutes of the 29th of July, 2020. And also, okay. Let's deal with the minutes of the 29th of July, 2020. Honorable members, we are now on corrections. We are on page one. If the minutes can be flighted, honorable members, uh, Mr. Ngaleka, if we can have
2: the, the, minutes the, flighted. the minutes The minutes are of the 19th of February. I think there was an error in the notice, 19th of February, the first set of minutes. And then the second set of minutes is for the 6th of August. So I ask my colleague to display those of the 9th of
5: February, 19th of February. Oh. Oh. Okay, okay so if we can have those minutes. We have the most good
1: Okay, we are on page one. We are dealing with uh, corrections, honorable members.
0: Let's move. Page two. Let's move. Page three.
1: And that's it. Honorable members, is there a mover for the adoption of these minutes? So those who were in the meeting?
2: I think there's only one chair who was present. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the one who was present, Honorable Kurinov.
6: Um, I was present in that meeting, so I um, if I'm a member of the committee, I uh, propose that we adopt the minutes as a correct reflection. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. So the other members were not there. I will Oh, I will second the minutes because I was there. Thank you very much. Then can we now the min- can we now move on to the next set of minutes, if there are any?
5: There's a,
1: there's a hand, member from Honourable Papo. Hand from uh, Honourable Papo. Deputy I wanted to ask if
7: Member Dr. Kurenov and I are full members of this subcommittee and the Rules Committee, because if we are not, we can't propose amendments. Maybe Mr. Tassu can explain that.
1: Mr. Tassu? Mr. Tassu?
5: Yes, I'm, I'm with you, ma'am. We have yes. eight members. We have eight members of this committee. It's yourself, honorable Janki, Honorable Soma, honorable Rosie, and one member from the DA, either Ms. Mazonia or Bakube. Uh, and then Dr. Uh, Mulder and Mr. Honorable Kwamwa and the IFP, I hope, counted eight. Um, and of course, the councillors attend um, because they need to be kept abreast of processes in Parliament and also, uh, of course, again, participate. In general members.
1: That's fine. Okay. Mr. Honourable Singh?
3: Yeah, thank you, Honourable Dakota. I think Honourable Papa makes a, a valid point there because the two of them are in attendance, but I don't believe anything uh, stops you from moving uh, for adoption of the minutes, and anybody can second. That's the rules of meetings. Anybody else, even if we're not there, we can second. But the mover has to be somebody who was present. Unfortunately, my member can't second from heaven. Uh, Honourable Numalo was there. In that meeting, bless his soul. Thank you.
1: Okay, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Singh. I was going to come to that because in that meeting, Honorable Guarinoff, as per the rules of the House, they are allowed as members of parliament to attend any meetings. So now that they were there, he was there as a member of parliament. So I was going to ask if is it wrong for him to move for the adoption of the minute, given the fact that he was there in the meeting?
0: Can we
1: put a rider on that, Mr. Casso? That Mr. Casso, can we put a rider on that to say that the minutes are adopted because he was there, he participated in the meeting? And this is the subcommittee, is not actually the rules committee a uh, meeting where decisions are taken. We process matters and send them to the rules to the rules committee. So am I Ma'am,
5: I, think, I think
1: correct Mr. Cross? I, I
5: think yes, for the sake of um I don't know how to say for the sake of progress, but I think I think you've made an important point. This is not a decision making point. It's a it's a it's a structure where you discuss things, but uh, it, it is unusual. It will be unusual for a member who is not a member of a, of a committee um, to move for adoption or even yeah. But I'm saying this is a subcommittee. It's a it's a it's a forum for discussion of issues, decision making committee. So for now, we can just uh, either note these minutes and move on uh, to the next set of minutes.
0: Okay.
1: Thank you very much for that explanation. Uh, Melisoma?
4: Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. I think Mr. Kaso has covered me, but I would like, as a member, to formally accept those minutes and and we note them because we're the only one. The other members who are present are not part of the members of the subcommittee, unfortunately. But let's agree with the notion that has been raised by Mr. Kaso. I formally move that we agree on that. Thank you very
1: much. Thank you very much. Thank you, honorable members for your understanding. Uh, Mr. Papo, honorable Papo, your hand is still up. Honorable Papo. Oh, it's a legacy hand, I'll take it as this. Can we now move on to the next set of minutes? Thank you very much, we are on page one, dealing with corrections. Page one. Page two. Page three.
0: Page four, page five,
1: thank you very much, honorable, uh, thank you very much, uh, Mr. galeka Can we now have a mover for- the adoption of the minutes. Those who were in the meeting. I move, sir. Honorable Janti moves. Can we have a second, Honorable Soma. Thank you, Honorable
4: Chair. I second Honorable Janti for the moving of the minutes of the 6th of August 2021. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much, Honourable Members. Just to refresh our memories, Honourable Members, we don't call for matters arising because in this committee we deal with everything at once. Then we send them to the Rules Committee. So now, Honourable Members, we are now on item number four. Consideration of rules and guidelines. Mr. Casso and your team,
5: Thank you, thank you, ma'am. Um, I would ask the colleagues to please a
0: document on the screen. I see Honorable Janji may want to, to raise a point, point in this Honorable Janji? No, no. Thank you, Chair. I,
2: I just wanted to... to to raise something on the correct point you have made about uh, matters are, are arising that uh, perhaps uh, we will reflect on this matter before we close the meeting which comes from these meeting the minutes of august where we were adopting this new model and approach on follow-up on written questions i i i have noticed that uh, this, the the NA table has sent the latest report on that uh, so that we're able to, to have a, a reflection as to when we receive that and where things are in relation to that. It's a critical matter arising, but uh, I'm, I'm in line with your order, but I would like that uh, the matter be flagged before we close the meeting. The follow up on written
1: questions.
2: Yeah, yes, Chair, they, they, I've seen a report prepared by the NA table post that, which indicates that after that adoption by the NA of that approach, what has happened uh, after that? Uh, so we were not uh, uh, caught uh, behind that issue. I've seen a report in that regard.
1: Okay. Thank you very much, Honorable Chanchi, for bringing that up we will deal with it before we close the meeting today. Thank you very much. Mr. Klauso.
8: Yes
5: ma'am. This really our members um, is a technical amendment. Um, We are just updating these rules. These are rules for virtual slash hybrid settings all the members will be aware that at the start of COVID, the subcommittee met, and subsequently, I think the speaker made a determination and formulated these rules, then they were subsequently adopted by the rules committee. But at the time the rules were designed, they only made reference to virtual meetings. Um, And of course, members will be aware that since that time, we have been meeting in hybrid um, settings. And the rules have continued to apply both in virtual and hybrid settings. And this uh, document is merely to update the rules so that there uh, is no ambiguity. The rules are to both virtual and hybrid meetings. You could go down and if there's anything else. So where we say virtual, we also include uh, hybrid. And, um, and part B, sittings of the NA in the event, a sitting is not possible without the use of technical platforms, speaker meetings of committees in the event, a meeting is not possible without the use of the technological platform. So that is really the essence of this document. The NH uh, uh, and all the members go down to the bottom of the document. There
0: could
5: be anything else? Oh, no, so where we have underlined hybrid, that's I an mean, interesting new insertion. Can I go down. Please.
1: Yeah, I'm so much
0: in it. both. No, thank you, Honourable
5: Chair, you may wish to mute your mic. That is that is all that we have, honourable members. Um, and there's really nothing else that we, we provided for in this guidance, just to, to remove any possible
0: ambiguity in the rules. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Passo. My apologies for that. Uh, honorable members, here's the presentation by the uh, NA table. Uh, they, take, uh, they take us on this one the technical amendment on the rules, Honorable Summer.
4: Thank you very much, Honorable Chair, and also thank uh, uh, thank you to Mr. Castle's explanation, which tries uh, seeks to harmonize the visual and physical uh, settings rules. I will urge this subcommittee that we accept that, and we recommend to the rules committee. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Honorable Soma. Is there anyone from the meeting wanna take a bite? Thank you, uh, Honorable Chanji.
2: I support the, the recommendation chair.
1: Thank you very much. So the inclusion the 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 amend the technical amendment is therefore accepted by this uh, subcommittee. Can we now move on to the next item? Honorable Mr. Ch- Mr. Uh, Paso. The, the displaying of placards in the house.
5: Yes. Document, please, colleagues. That's great. Honourable members, um, there are currently no guidelines on the issue of placards or it, protests in the House. And we have given some introduction to the issue. And without reading this word for word, the essence of it is that. Um, The house is really a platform for debate Um, and members engage each other through exchange of views, ideas, and it's really not essentially a place for for protests of the kind where there would be placards, for instance. Um, There have been instances previously where we had, firstly, members of the public, who came in, and uh, in the midst of proceedings, then they displayed placards, and of course those were removed uh, by the security of parliament. But we've also had it um, in the chamber, members of parliament uh, displaying placards, and uh, it is really dependent on, I would say, on the atmosphere in the House, but the chair would, 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 would ordinarily ask members to desist from doing that. And of um, and course, there have been cooperation before. And there was an instance where a member um, brought a cake to the house in the form of protest. And in that instance, the chair ruled and the member out of order, and the member was asked to leave the chamber uh, with his cake. So we have been asked to um, explore the possibility of, um, of guidelines to deal with this matter. And here we are basically putting it to this forum for discussion. And we are taking two options. The one option is an option that says the odd should be no no display of black and form of um, of protest objects or within the chamber, regardless of whether it relates to a member' speech or business of the house as debate as the house is about weapon exchange of views. I want to caution this is an extreme approach, and if it were to be adopted must the committee must adopt it, having applied itself carefully to it because it, it does have um, Challenges if we were to take that uh, drastic approach. The second one. The second
0: one. Please.
5: The second. The second one um, does create a leeway. So basically, this one repeats what is in the rules. Non-threatening objects can be used uh, as a as a one That probably, uh, that can be used as a the Probably from the house. A member may bring non-threatening objects into the chamber in order to refer to it during this or his or her speech. Sorry to the rules and these guidelines. Non-threatening objects include placards, posters, etc. A member must refrain from bringing objects into the chamber that are not related to the business of the house or the member's speech. D. Members are discouraged from bringing items or objects into the chamber that may disturb or infringe the rights of other members, or that may deflect the attention of the house from its business, or that may cause offense or that, is not a befitting, or that are not befitting the dignity of the economy of the House. The House should not be used as a platform for protests using placards, objects, or articles of whatever kind. Protest, or showing solidarity. Point F is important. Protest, are showing solidarity for a particular cause by wearing a particular item clothing or color may be allowed in certain circumstances, provided that such an end does not infringe on members' rights to be heard, they are not directly result in a disruption of proceedings, does not affect attention of the house from its business, does not cause offense, or is befitting the dignity decorum of the house. The guidelines kind on of displaying placards and other objects shall also apply to members on the federal platform. So, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members, those are the thoughts that we want to put forward. We, we are mindful that we may have to come back after these discussions with a more refined product. We thought we should uh, table this so that we can get some uh, discussion going and get, and get some guidelines going. Um, and those are the two options that we want to put forward. Uh, thank you, ma'am. I, I mean, I will not proceed to tea at this point because it's a different subject uh, altogether. The issue of virtual backgrounds. Um, okay. May I pause yes. on this for now? Thank you,
1: Mr. Carson. Hello, ma'am. I saw- that you proceed to the guidelines for members' backgrounds as well, so that when we discuss, we take it on. All. Okay, all right, well, thank, thank you.
5: you so much. Um, here we are proposing some some guidelines, and this is largely influenced by conversations that have obtained in the chief groups forum uh, in terms of the backgrounds. And at the start of what we now have as virtual seatings or hybrid seatings members basically used a variety of backgrounds and a position was taken even though it was not written down that at least your backgrounds you can you can display your study books behind you just some something like a formal semi-formal background that you could have but of course members were encouraged to use the parliamentary uh, uh, background. And, um, and members of the executive could uh, use their departmental uh, backgrounds and, and flags and stuff, but they were concerns that there is no consistency. Sometimes the flags are not put in the way they're supposed to be positioned, and, and therefore there's a bit of confusion that comes to background. So these guidelines seek to standardize the approach um, and, and make proposals. And the essence really is that
0: uh, members of parliament and members of the members of, parliament, members of the executive ought to use their parliamentary background. And
5: and that is the essence of this uh, document. And of course, uh, on, even on this one, I would like to invite members to that. We all need to just think carefully about it because when you formulate rules, you must be able, they must be applicable. And there must be, it must not create difficulties for for the chair. Um, so the rules must be, it must be it's something that can be compliant. Um, so those are the issues that we just want to highlight, and, and this is this is the proposal that we are putting forward on the grounds. And again, something that we may want to refine further um, for the next meeting. But for now, we really appreciate getting some views on the matter, especially especially as this relates to members of the executive. Thank you. Man.
1: Thank you, Mr. Kassel, for that uh, presentation. Honorable members, the floor is yours. Honorable Sen.
3: Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Mr. Kassel. Let let me start off with the uh, second issue on the members' backgrounds. And uh, and I agree with that, uh, with the background. Safe to say that sometimes when members use the the parliament background, either their head is chopped off or they're hanging in the air like Honorable <laughs> Minister Zulu this morning. So I think that depends on bandwidth as well. How good is your bandwidth for, like in your case now, as I look at you, Chairperson, you're, you're quite steady. I can see your face, et cetera. But we have that kind of challenge. So with that on virtual, that, that's fine. I don't seem to have any problem. But uh, I think uh, a point was made in the House, which Mr. Karsu is reiterating that, uh, Sometimes the flags are placed all over the show, and then perhaps this rule will, will be applicable. With regard to uh, uh, placards and protests, I, I, you see, my, my view is that if I am speaking in a debate, and I, and I do this, here's an article that I saw in the, in the Star or the Business Day this morning, which is headlined, "ESCOM in a Crisis. To emphasize the point I'm making in the debate, there's nothing wrong with that. Or if I, if, I, if I lift this and I say, I received a letter from you, honourable Minister, where this is what you said, and here is the letter. And, and, and I am saying that you are not doing what you are saying in the letter. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But obviously, yes, down with the down with abortion or up with this and that, those kind of placards which were held in the House, May not be desirable for the decorum of the house. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, Honourable Sen. Honourable uh
9: Thank you very much, Chair. <laughs> Look, I think uh, if one looks at the um, the options that we were displayed, um, option one and option two. I'm just now referring to the protests and placards issue. Um, I think that it it would be difficult, to, and as Mr. Kaso has cautioned, I think when we're formulating rules, we have to look at them not with particular instances or incidences in mind, but also just kind of broadly, and also how easy the ease of implementing them fairly and equitably across people. And so I think it would be very difficult to to rule out the use of any form of um, symbolism and the like in the house. And, and I think it, it would be clamping down on the individual's ability to express themselves or at least lend solidarity, for instance, with a country or whatever the case may be, or a cause, as the rules say but i think that the caveats in the rules where the, it is stated that you know that the the use of such things should not you know t- you know uh, contribute to the deterioration of the decorum in the house i think those are important as guidelines for the presiding officer to make that ruling on the day but i think it would be extremely difficult to then up, to opt for option 1 in this instance as honorable singh even has indicated now that even the use of things, you know, one would say, you know, pointing to a letter or whatever the case may be. I think it, it would be quite stringent um, to to opt for option one. And I think option two is quite clear um, and and would provide clear guidance to the presiding officer in making that ruling um, about what people can and cannot use. And then with regards to the um, the virtual background, um, I think that, you know, blurred out the parliamentary buildings and or a plain white background um, in instances where people are unable to either use the virtual background and the like, I think it's absolutely fine. But I agree with the the provisions and the rules about using government flags or the like because there's no uniformity. Um, And I mean, after two and a half years of using this platform, now we should be able to be a rather well-oiled machine. And some people often use some of those backgrounds as party uh, logos across the board. And I think that we should be quite emphatic about the fact that it's either plain white background blurred out or the parliamentary uh, virtual background that we have. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Honorable Kwajube, Honorable uh, Papo.
7: Honorable Papo? I think we must accept that the decorum of the House has been deteriorating over a period of time. The fact that we don't allow insignia and written words about our parties in the House was specifically to to deal with this particular problem of the decorum. So I don't understand why would we accept slogans. Because if the, the Parliament has got an agreement on specific days, let's say GBV is a debate, and in Parliament, collectively, the chief whips then agree that uh, there should be uh, a debate. Um, I don't understand why we should have down with what what, and because it can also be on a on a clothing if we allow it in the House, um, and it can create a very difficult because by debating you then express your view. Why then agree to a situation where, if we are in a stadium, in a rally kind of a, an environment? I don't think we should do that, members, because it, it's going to create all, it would open a window to all sorts of things which are going to be written. It's like when a political party has a march and you allow people to do handwritten posters, people are going to write things which are not even your policy there. And that is where the danger comes in, where we say, we must be flexible. We are going to allow all sorts of things, unconstitutional things, to be to be written there, and then I, I, the, the whole chamber becomes uh, becomes a mockery. So I I think we must just insist on people debating in insignia, insignia and written words about our party on uh, on our. We don't have a problem with colors, but specifically written statements on our our clothing, the insignia of the logos. And now we say on those posters, you also have logos in many instances. So I'm not sure when we say we must be flexible, what do we mean? Because a letter, when when it's raised, it has no insignia, it has nothing. But then I was saying that if there's no law, we must allow for slogans to be written. And the political party slogans, when we don't allow a logo of a party, we don't allow written words of a party, but we must allow a political party to have slogans, its slogans on a poster it must be hoisted in the house. You can imagine a situation where all the political parties are hoisting their their logo, their posters, and so on. When we have a debate on a matter, it creates a problem in terms of the atmosphere uh, of the house. I think I'm not... I think generally, we should not do it um, as as political parties and allow members to debate and express their opinions during the debate. Um, On that issue, that's, that's what I think we should actually do, because sometimes we allow wrong things to happen in the House. And we find there are whips who are very, uh, very, uh, you know, fan-seeking on some of the issues because the debates are, are hot. Members of their party do wrong things. Our parties do. We don't come forward to say, but we cannot allow that thing to happen. So I'm just thinking that uh, maybe that should be clarified. And I'm not saying option one, but... If we don't take option one, we have a very flexible thing. What do we allow? What do we don't allow? Um, Political parties have got different opinions about uh, a whole range of things. Um, Let me go to the next one, the one of background. I think, you see, where Mr. Singh is, that background is the one which is allowed, or the parliament one. No, these book, book ones, people put slogans, books with slogans they are at their background there. I've seen that when people appear with books there. They've got party logos on the books there. They're sitting at, the, at, the, at their background. So I think we should, co- we should say, we should stick to this one of, if you, if there's a, you, you lose that, that background of parliament uh, on, your, on your gadget, and there's a problem with it, you must sit in a place like where Mr. Singh is now and not uh, allow for all these funny things which people do on on virtual platform. And it seems some of the members who always have bad backgrounds, they like to open their cameras. I don't know why. Uh, they're sitting in a car, things like that. Um, we should not have, if you don't have the plane or the parliament one, do not open the camera. I think we must, we must be firm on that one. The the executive members, they either, they have two options. All of them have to have a standard background with a flag on one side of where they are speaking. Or we then say they must have the background of parliament. I saw a number of ministers because people have objected to what has happened in some of the hearings. They are now using parliament. A number of them have been using. I think they should either have those two, either... The flag of the country for all of them—a standard one. GCIS working with our ICT to have to standardize the 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 background with the flag of the country, or the parliament one. I think that should be because we have an option of a plain background or the parliament one. And the problem is when a member attends a, a sitting when they are they are, they are not uh, at their home but they want to open a camera. That's where the problem happens. That you'll, you'll see all these sort of funny things happening with the cars in the background and so on. And I think they should not open their camera. That's where the problem, because people want to hear. But if you are not in a better uh, place uh, or you don't have uh, a background, I don't think it will be wrong not for you to open. For me, that will be the way we do it. Otherwise, this this uh, mixed masala we have now, uh, it, just, it just denudes the the decorum of the, of, of, of the National Assembly, and maybe even in the NCOP uh, through uh, engagement, they, they should also uh, follow the same uh, approach. We cannot adopt for them. But I'm not clear on this one of flexibility. Um, and Mr. Singh is saying a letter is like a, a poster. Uh, and I can tell you members, if we open that window, uh, we're going to have problems in the house. A lot of problems.
1: Thank you, Honorable Papo, for your well calculated input. Thank you very much for that, for opening our eyes as well. Honorable Chanji. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank you,
2: D. Chairperson Labode. Uh, I, w- I want to welcome the presentation so far from the NA Secretary, but also embrace uh, uh, the sentiments expressed um, by members before me. Uh, I'll be brief, Chair. I think that uh, based on those two options, that Mr. Klaus was presented, I want to firmly propose, uh, and it's going to be with the process, and maybe before I propose, just to make the point that listening to Honorable Singh, um, the examples that Honorable Singh was making, um, those uh, examples, Honorable Singh are not objects that we are referring to here. Um, do you're do you making these examples as part of the, the topic that you're dealing with. This is a written thing. All you're doing is just emphasizing uh, to say, in case you doubt that I have this letter, here is this letter. Uh, that's my understanding of that. I, and I certainly have no problem with that. Um, uh, because anybody who, who brings an iPad uh, to a house without raising this hard copy could easily go into that and say, I'm referring to this letter. And and so this is how I understand you. Mean to think, and I'm saying, certainly that's not a problem. And we should, we should because if, if we're to limit and take that away, you, you, you would make our debates poor. Uh, it's done everywhere, uh, and, and so on. So I, I, I want to start there. But I, I want to firmly propose that uh, in the two options that we've been given, that uh, I want to propose that option one is option that uh, I'm suggesting that we agree to, um, and Mr. Castle makes the point that there might be extremes. He's not elaborating the extreme, and I take, I get his point, because the extreme might be what kind of challenges that you are going to have there, constitutionally speaking. People uh, will take that out that we are taking away my rights to, to do this. I, I suspect these are the extremes that he's referring to. I would want to propose that we agree on option one and that uh, we can come back that uh, uh, Mr. Castle and his team can come back to us and and then demonstrate and table to us the implications of these extremes on option one, which says, don't bring these funny stuffs that are not really part of the decorum of the house that are merely a, 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 an unwanted extensions. That uh, I, I don't think that we can do that in this meeting. They table those, what, what, what are we talking about in terms of these extremes? Because as they do that work, I will tell Mr. Tarsall and his team that as I sit here, I'm a member, reluctantly so, of a medical aid called PAMET. I don't want that thing. But I'm a member of that thing because uh, Parliament says, by joining, by being a member, you must be part of this. That that's that's one extreme. That we have been practising. That is there, and 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 so he needs to come back and say, what is this other extreme? That is not as worse as this was. It attacks issues of association and choice uh, of, of what. And so I'm, I'm calling for that so that we have a further discussion on option one. Option two is very problematic. One I can make sure is that, and I will use a, a very important right. example. Imagine a day when the EFF, Economic Freedom Fighters, come to the house wearing it as a scarf of the old South African flag, okay? It's an object. They are wearing it. They are not carrying it. So I'm using EFF. It could be somebody else that would, would easily associate that with. So I wouldn't want us even to venture in terms of option two. Uh, these issues uh not having proper rules and just suggesting that uh, a, a a discretion must be used by presiding officers um, can derail us uh, because a discretion from this one to that other one and very soon you will find yourself in problem. I firmly want to make that proposal, Chair, on this issue, quickly on the issue of the background, from where I'm sitting, it's either, it is those who choose to 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 use as yourself chair the parliamentary background. Um, and, and, and there are issues about it. It's not a perfect thing because um, you get so distracted when I'm list- when I, I'm listening and watching you about how did, what this background does. It's like you fly in somewhere. That's that that's one downside of that background. Or you get bled out. Bled out like this. You just see my name, and and you stay focused, and 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 get in, 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 into that kind of discussion. So let me pause there. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, Honourable Chief. Honourable Kurenov.
6: Thank you, Chairperson, and and good afternoon, um, members of the committee. I I think uh, these are two discussion documents, uh, a discussion document in front of us with two guidelines. One is the playing of blackouts and bringing objects into the chamber. And the second one is guidelines for the backgrounds on the virtual platform. Now, these are two very important proposals. So let me get into what I want to say. My experience, and, and I think other people and, and, and members will, will agree with me, um, since we changed the rules of the NA in 2016, we must just be realistic. For every rule you make, you create a, a number of opportunity to break the rule. It's just a reality of, of where we are in, 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 in the sixth parliament. Secondly, um, um, if you look at the the uh, one on the backgrounds, um, the proposal or the guidelines, just looking at it, I, I, I see two, Two issues that I want to raise. One, uh, the, the president, uh, the background of the president of the country, uh, and he's not a member of parliament, as you know, um, is not mentioned. Currently, the president uses a a, a background which, which I think all parties will agree to. The background of the deputy president yesterday. The deputy president was um, responding to questions into in the MCOP, and I watched that that that, um, that that plenary. And for me, the the background that was used by the deputy president is 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 acceptable, and and no, no party in the NCOP and nobody in the NCOP yesterday objected to that. So. Um, the, the issue of the president background and the deputy president is, is not addressed here. Um, when I looked at the, what happened yesterday in, and, and, um, and so far in the mini plenaries with the members of the executive, um, I, I, I didn't see any, anything that said to me, but this is unacceptable, what the minister or the deputy minister uses as a background. And, and if we make a rule... In the legislature about the background of the executive then i think it's just courteous and and uh, uh, should be acceptable to discuss it with the logb the leader of government business because is a link between the executive and the legislature so <clears throat> i'm not sure what we where are we going but an option would be uh to to regarding the two sets of guidelines before this committee is to allow political parties to discuss these guidelines and to take a position. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, Honorable Korinov. Honorable Dihalle.
8: Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Deputy Chief. Uh, Let me join my colleagues in thanking the the presentation from our National Assembly Secretary, Mr. Caso. Thank you very much. Uh, The honourable members of the committee have said a mouthful, but Chair, allow me to say on uh, the option where they are talking about an object, uh, in my mind when when i was listening to the presentation uh, i thought of a classroom situation whereby the the educator would want to draw the attention total attention of the learner whereby he he will be able to do everything and in 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 our case we we are used to discussions we are you are used to uh, exchanging a uh, verbal exchange of views, and there is no problem in that one. So I was saying because we are not in a classroom situation, or in a, cha- a Sunday school church where the teacher of Sunday school would want to draw the attention of the so that they don't forget what the teacher was saying, then we 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 do away with uh, the 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 displaying of placards. Uh, The Honorable Janji put it so well uh, when he was touching on the example that was raised by Honorable Singh. And on that note, uh, Chair, I would want to say I second the proposal that Mr. Janji put on the table. And on the the issue of the background, I I, I would also want to uh, support whereby we use either like myself now whereby i did not put on the on the video camera or use the parliament one or the plain one that's what i wanted to say che thank you very much
1: thank you honorable Honourable thank
4: you very much and uh, let's welcome the options at least it's not one straight jacket but it does give us an option I will start by talking to the background. For me, Chair, I, 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 I subject to be persuaded. When the plenary seats is deemed to be parliament, because the presiding officer reminds members on that, and where does it start and stop to, to who? One second. Uh, my apology, Chair, um, in, in terms of who, I, 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 I tend to be more, not too far from uh, Dr. Koronoff, but also there should not be any ambiguity. I agree that we need probably also to, to engage with everybody who's affected members. I don't want to exclude members of executive who are members of parliament to say executive uh, 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 members. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's one chain. But the most appropriate one is that you use the parliamentary parliamentary, uh, uh, parliamentary uh, uh, background, notwithstanding the, the ones that sometimes our faces doesn't show. It's because of the light where the member would be at that time. Uh, but also the black one, that one will, will, will also give us a, that dignity that will, will allow us to... To to, 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 to to give the the, the, the dignity that it deserves the sitting of the house. Two, Chair, it's a comment because I understand that the majority view states that we must uh, engage further, which I accept that. But uh, I want just to say that uh, when we're in Parliament, it's a verbal exchange of words, engagement, debate, uh, not a demonstration of some sort or a picketing of a special time, so we cannot grand chair for me, uh, create a, a grey area, unintended grey area for the presiding officer to, to 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 rule on that, because the rules are there to assist every member and the presiding officers to have to apply consistent, consistently throughout all members, not to be selective. I don't want to make a reference where there was that gray area where a, a presiding officer had an option, but nevertheless, I'm saying that we must be very careful also when we say that uh, the discretion of the presiding officer at that time, because there would be presidency that would have been uh, uh, made, then moving forward, it becomes a culture, then it becomes unwritten rules. Other than that, Chair, uh, uh, I agree with the sentiments of what has been uh, said with a very strong that there are no placards, we are not in a demonstration, and um, we are not in a picketing of some sort. Thank you very much.
1: Please. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Lissoma, Honorable Members. We all made our inputs in this regard. Uh, Mr. Tasso, before you respond.
8: Sorry, Jay, before you you, you continue, can, can, can I check, Ma? Do you allow me?
1: Yes, please.
8: Thank yes, you please. very Thank you, thank you very much for understanding. Can I check chair because sometimes when I, I switch off my video, my picture can be on the screen whether that will, will be welcomed of which I would support that. And also to support that issue of South African flag whereby the president sometimes do use it. That's what I wanted to say. Thank you, Ma.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Madi uh, Honourable members, thank you very much, uh, Mr. kaso Oh, Honourable Papo.
7: Even on that photo which appears, if you cannot switch on your video, some members have been appearing on those photos, wearing logos and written words of their parties there. So I think we must be very careful also because some members just don't, don't want to follow rules. So those, that photo itself should not have a logo and an insignia on yourself and the written words of your party there. That's the issue I wanted to say. But my view is that nope, the, 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 the picket lines and the rally placards we cannot really, even if we're going to discuss, I don't think we should allow that. As uh, Member Lesoma has said, we're not in a rally or, or a picket line. That we can do outside parliament.
1: Okay thank you very much uh, honorable Papo. mr paso when you were presenting on option 1 you said there are some challenges if you may please expand on those challenges so that we when we get out of this meeting as we as some proposals of the meeting says that we need to further process these rules before we can send them to the rules committee. So we need to further, to further engage uh, all, all, all all members and members of the executive as well. So can you expand on those ones so that we know the challenges all of us of option one, as you have indicated. And also, I was going to say that, um, in terms of the virtual settings, when we vote, we we did it last time when we were voting on that motion of no confidence. Some members were unable to to unmute themselves for many reasons that uh, they they for some challenges that they encountered. So, will it be allowed? I was just thinking aloud. Trying to think on my own while uh, members were discussing this. Will it be allowed for members if they are unable to unmute themselves? Maybe just to, to 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 raise a paper that say yes or no when it comes to voting. I want us to have that also in mind. Or can we allow, as Honourable Papo uh, correctly said, that? Uh, Displaying of pictures if members are unable to switch on their uh, video cameras. Displaying of a member's picture, if that picture doesn't contain anything written about their political parties or anything offensive, will that be allowed or not? We need also to go with that in our mind, even though Honourable Papo put it correctly, that some, because of some sort of ill-discipline and also trying to disrupt or derail the house in a certain way, might put those things with their written party uh, messages or anything, which is not acceptable. So, Honourable Singh, I see your hand before
3: I give. Thank you, Honourable Chairperson, for your indulgence. I just thought before Mr. Kratzer responds, you see the the. I'm not a technical person, but I think that this parliament background takes up I don't know takes up a lot of bandwidth, blocks your face etc. Can they also start working on a simpler background which will denote parliament? And it's quite sad to look at your background at the moment, knowing that that building doesn't exist. Uh, you know, so can can there be some other design, such a parliament logo or whatever, like the one we got on the top here and on the top of your where you're speaking now, there is a parliament thing. They have written parliament and 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 the the parliament uh, coat of arms. So can they consider that? And secondly, it, with regard to the options, I, I would not uh, wholeheartedly agree with option one, but I would agree if we say a member may not display placards and objects in the chamber, regardless of whether they relates to placards and objects and and not articles like Mr. Junchi. Uh, so well supported early on, so can Mr. Kaso speak to that as as advice to us? Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, honourable Singh. Uh, in the introduction of the documents where we are where Mr. Kaso was presenting just before the options, uh, it says, if I can read that last paragraph. If members, including members of the public, were allowed to embark on protests using placards or bringing other objects or articles into the house, it could disrupt the proceedings and impede members from exercising their right and privilege to be heard and to be listened to by not only members, but also their constituents. Mr. Carson. May you please step in?
5: Thank you, ma'am. I will start with with the background. What I'm taking from this discussion is is as follows. One, the following should be uh, allowed. A plain background. I will not speak to the color. It can be basically any color. Um, Parliament's background. A static picture. If you can't show a video or the background, and my sense is that we may want an input from the executive in terms of how the executive um, should um, what backgrounds they should use and all of that. So that is that is the first point I wanted to raise, and I don't see any difficulty in that. Um, on the issue of objects, I'm just going to ask the police to,
0: to display the document. Please, colleagues, can the operator please favor me with the document on the screen? Just want to see the formulation of that uh, option one.
5: Yes, I think one thing that. That comes to mind immediately. Here, the Minister of Finance uh, presenting the budget—maybe not the current one—the previous Minister of Finance would bring plans to the House, for instance. That's just one example, and and there could be other examples. Of course, the Minister would have sought the, the permission of the Speaker, and maybe that is that is a writer that we could put here uh, to say that not without the the trial permission of the speaker. For me that is that is a one that is a one issue. Um so uh, banning objects completely without creating a possibility to say for instance with the permission of the speaker, for me I think that, that would be a challenge. But there could be a genuine need for a member um, to to demonstrate something to the house. So when I was talking about extreme, that is what I had in and there was nothing beyond and also the, the ability of the chair to uh, to control or to, to manage processes The other issue is the issue of solidarity. Um, and, and colors, and I think it was all the spoke to colors that maybe they make no issue with colors. And that's the issue that I had in mind. And, uh, that maybe that, that should be, that should be limited and we'll make reference to it in the second option. And maybe we can, we can take it to the first option just to to um, to enrich the first option. Thank
1: you, ma'am. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Tasso for that uh, clarification. Honorable members, I think oh they are Honor- hands. Yeah?
5: Honorable Janji, Honorable Janji has his hand up, he's not is not correct.
1: <laughs> Honorable Changji
2: no, 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 chair. So, I thank you, thank you, Mr. Castle. Yes, you're right. I'm not convinced. Very true. Thank you for reading my mind in that way. Not convinced but I think that you've just realized that now you might have a third option, and not just one and two option. And 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 so mine would be to go and ask you to go back and properly work on that third option, especially as it relates to the examples you're making about treasure. Uh, so that you don't just push us to agree here on one or two options. So again, the homework, you still need to do that homework, uh, uh, Mr. Klaasso. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable uh, Janchi for bringing that up, a third option. It shows that we are not going to finalize this matter today. Honorable uh, Papo,
7: I think there was a proposal ma- ma- made by Dr. Koronov that the executive must also indicate how they want to appear because having government ministers also appearing in a, like the smartest type of appearances is not good. Uh, there must be an agreement in the executive on how the executive want to appear. If they may not want to appear as with the parliament platform which they have an option for, but there must be some form of a standard form of uh, how the executive also appears, um, in the, and, and we can't impose it on them. Dr. Gurunov said that issue should be raised um, by, by the NA uh, with the leader of government business to say there is a there's, uh, the, currently there's a review of the rules happening in relation to a peer background, and vetch one. Could the executive also give an input uh, in terms of how they, they also want to do it? Um, because they are also, while well, they might not be different, uh, bad, but there are also problems even with how some of the executive members appear uh, in a car, things like that, you know, at times. It has happened since the COVID. And in that way, when we're actually refining ours, the executive can give us feedback so that uh, we have a sense of uh, what, uh, uh, what what is being said by the executive in terms of they may choose a departmental um, logos they may choose a flag of the country on, on, on the correct side of whether on the correct on the, on the correct side some may choose uh, to appear with the parliament one Uh, because I've seen uh, all sorts of other things there, when some of them appear, which create problems also. Um, So I agree with the proposal, Dr. has made, as we are are just refining and maybe having a third option, which allows for for approval of objects by the the presiding officers, Um, because it may be GBV and parliament prints objects for members, I mean, that's objects for members, and all of us are uniform, are doing a, a something uniform uh, in the house. So, it, that option will also allow that uh, uh, in terms of uh, allowed, but, I mean, as Mr. Chaswell said, that uh, it has happened before, where objects are done by, for all of us.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Honourable Papo. Honourable uh, Korenov.
6: I think there's agreement that, uh, that consultation should be done with the other, almost state, the executive. But uh, when that is being consulted um, through the office of the LOGP, I think it's also important that we include, uh, I'm talking about backgrounds um, if on virtual platforms, that that will also include the backgrounds for the neither of government business or the deputy president as a member of the executive, as well as a president of the country, uh, being the president is not a member of parliament. Uh, but he's a president of the country. Thank you.
0: Thank you
1: very much, Honorable Gorinov. Honorable Isoma.
4: Thank, thank you very much, Chair, for my better clarity. Uh, 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 are we differing both items? Because my challenge is that we're discussing them simultaneously. Or oh, yes. we, are, we, are, we are closing the one in terms of the background and the and, and parliament and, and members' pictures or photo, rather. Notwithstanding that, we are still going to engage with the, with the executive or we're saying both items, there will be work under progress thus far. And I would like to get, if we could also suggest a time frame, noting that uh, uh, some of these rules needs to be implemented and uh, uh, should be clarity moving forward. If
1: you may, chair. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, honourable members, for your inputs. Honourable members, like you suggested earlier, that um, we need to consult also members of the executive. So I think both both items must be work in progress. Let's consult and come back so that we process this and take it to the rules committee. My wish would have been to come back to this meeting next week, Friday, so that we finalize these matters so that we can take them to the rules committee. If we can agree that let's go and process these matters as matters of agency, then we come back and next week as a subcommittee and finalize them. I think we are not far from finalizing them we just need to iron out some of the issues while the, 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 the parliamentary and uh, the NA table will also go and try to craft, based on the inputs made by members here, that we are not disallowing colors. Colors have no, uh, has got no problems, but the problem is the slogans and the, 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 the messages that are written on the colors. So on, on, on those uh, party colors, we don't want the, those things. So if you can go back and try to craft um, Mr. Tasso, option three, with the inputs that are made, because what we need to, to achieve here is not to leave anything to the discretion of uh, the presiding officers we want to tighten the rules so that when we are in parliament we are not deliberately disrupted by people who want to to cause disorder or to 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 to, to divert the business of of the house to something else so in that order honorable members i think let's uh, Put these two me- these two matters to further processing, then we will come back. Are we in agreement that we can come back next week, Friday, again in a meeting to finalize these matters? Agreed, Chair. I agree.
8: Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, Honorable Members. Can we now, uh, Mr. Classo, step on to that item of opportunities for smaller parties to raise matters, questions in the House? If we can move on to
0: that item. Thank you, Mr. Tassu.
5: Thank you, Madam.
0: I'll ask for the document, colleagues. Honorable
5: members, I think the, the issue here it started, of course, as the smaller parties uh, asking to get more opportunities because there concerns that they have raised. But there's another element,
0: and this relates to the number of ministers who are able to, to respond to questions on a question day,
5: and the number of questions that we are able to take uh, during a question session. Currently, we hardly go beyond 12 questions um, on a question day. And, and that's really my a concern because the number of questions they're not when well, they are answered because numbers of the executive are required to submit them writing. But there is no interaction with them on those questions in the house. Um
0: so let's let go to the sequence. Okay, I think okay, just point three, sorry, go up the point three.
5: Yes and I think a point to make though is that Parties are responsible for prioritizing questions. So it, 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 it does occur okay that a party would prioritize questions um, that belong to a particular minister because those questions belong to a member of a party. Um, and, and that's that's why you would sometimes see a particular minister dominating a question session is because that is influenced by the prioritized questions that members, that parties themselves have decided. So that is a sequence of party rotation on the members that was determined at the start of the term. So you have group one, the ACDP, UDM, and group two, ATM, good, NFP, and group three with four parties, AIC, Cope. PAC al Jama. And the concern from those parties, parties in those groups is that it takes a while before the next party has an opportunity to, to ask a question. Okay, go down. And of course, this is more um, pronounced when you deal with questions to the president and the president, because there are fewer opportunities there uh, to ask questions, so six questions. Uh, for each of them. Um, Point seven, I think I've made a point there. And um, so we we are saying some of the considerations when we next uh, review the rules could be, and and these are just ideas that we, we are highlighting. It could be to reduce the number of supplemental questions so that you are able to cover as many questions during a question session. Currently you have one question and that is followed by four supplemental question. Um, the first response reply, I think it's now four minutes. I'm gonna mistake my question me. And then the supplemental questions, the first one is two minutes. And then the uh, subsequent supplemental questions is one minute, one minute each. So if they, your supplemental questions were reduced, either in terms of the time or the number of the submitted questions, that that could provide more opportunities. Um, Go on, B. All right. Again, here, the opportunity, um, this is one, this is is in in terms of statement that was also raised. Currently, they are no, statements are not transferable. And, um, and, the, the one option is for, for, for statements to be transferable. So if party A is not present, party B should be able to, to do the statement. And that could immediately uh, alleviate some of that challenge. And, um, governor, and of course, another opportunity could be to create a, a slot number 18, because currently the slots go up to Slot, slot number seventeen, and so honourable members, that is really where we are. One, the more opportunities for um, smaller parties, but two, the number of ministers who are able to take questions on on any um, question day. Those are the key issues that um, we are really raising, and that this committee may want to consider. Thank you, ma'am.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Paso, for the presentation. In that order, Honourable Members, uh, Mr. Kaso has presented the different uh, options that they have in this regard and also made their inputs as to where there are difficulties for smaller parties to get an opportunity to ask questions. Mr. Singh, Honourable Singh.
3: Thank you very much, Honourable Chairperson, and thank you for the presentation. I think it, it takes us a bit forward because, you know, even in the Chief Whip's Forum and the other fora, we hear the smaller, well, and not that, uh, I mean, we hear parties with one or two members always complaining about not having opportunities. Firstly, on the, uh, on, on, on the issue of uh, ministers and uh, cluster questions. I mean, we, we tried increasing from two hours to three hours, but still we only get through 12 questions. And, you know, taking that's taking 15 minutes on each question, which becomes like an interpolation. And Mr. Kasso would know what I'm talking about, We interpolation of 15 minutes. And perhaps it would be a good thing to reduce, firstly, the, the, the time the minister is given to respond from four to three, the first question could be ninety seconds instead of two minutes, and then we have two more questions, uh, and and instead of four we have three. Uh, so it'll give us a little more time, and for other parties to ask questions. But also the discretion of the presiding officers has to be uh, quite uh, measured, in that you know they must give different parties opportunities to ask follow up questions. And even if I may say this, and uh, uh, some members could, uh, but you always find—I mean, we found that you, with the ruling party, even with follow-up questions, sometimes those ministers read answers, which means those questions have been pre-planned, and and answers are provided in writing. Uh, that doesn't help us now to 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 you know to keep uh, uh, the executive in check. So I think we've got to reduce and I think Mr. Kasha's suggestion it could reduce the number of uh supplementary, reduce the time for supplementary and for answering. That will help us to go through at least 15 or 18 questions, uh, you know, uh in, in a three hour session. And then on the statements, et cetera, I think the regrouping would also help. Uh because, uh, and it will also help when it comes to mini plenaries, because some of these parties don't even get a chance to have a motion being debated in the House. But I think we had agreed, in principle, that uh, there will be more opportunity for mini plenaries so that the smaller parties can, uh, can have an opportunity to have their motions debated. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Singh. Honorable Lissoma.
4: Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. And also let me welcome the, the scenario that has been presented by Mr. Caso. Chair, we need to agree that uh, one, uh, 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 one is that the when we 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 distributed time allocation or the sequence. In the beginning of the term there was a reason but of course uh, we must be able to demonstrate that we're able to accommodate each other but also we must reach a, a, a point where we cannot go any further and I'm, I'm making a statement my point is that when the q and a in the house for oral reply the executive, when they respond, they are not necessarily only responding to the member. They are responding to the public who are listening and watching the proceedings of the House. Then it matters how much time do you give the executive member to respond to a question? Honorable members will agree with me. Some other members, when they ask the question, they put one question into three. Uh, uh, se- sections, which in most cases need a detailed response. If they, then the minister tries to cover all three questions with a limited time for the first uh, question, a uh, principal uh, sponsor question uh, member, then the executive get accused to say that you didn't respond to the question because the member had an expectation of certain responses. If then you reduce the time, so you are then putting executive members on the spotlight to be vulnerable, or looking for a better way of not saying to be abused. But because we're trying to accommodate everybody, which I accept that, Um, that, 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 we must accept that the democratic majoritarianism does sometimes create a, a, a problem because we are democratic, but also the, uh, we, we, our democratic exercise, we use it based on how many votes or how many seats you have, then based on that, the allocation thereof of anything that you do in the House. And we can't now start today and change that one without going to the actual principal causality thereof. Uh, I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying when we engage on this and agree, we must be very mindful what is our intention so that we don't have unintended uh, uh, consequences thereof. Uh, 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 The very last one. You know, chair I don't want to sound as if we're in a somewhere in, in, where somebody is looking at us, we're in a, in a spotlight or in a rally, but it would be not correct for Honorable Singh indirectly right. to make an assumption that it's ill-informed because he doesn't have the evidence on and we're dealing with a matter here which has got nothing to do with that. None. If a member is using his or her gadget when the questions are being asked, is there anything wrong for the member to look at that? But also, is there any member of the executive to go back to her archives in, in the in the in the in the in the, in, in the gadget and look at what the possible response on this one? Because some of these follow-up questions are very specific, chair. And you might say you have delivered two. Um, uh, uh, what's it, buckets of water, whereas we have delivered five, but you need to be accurate because you might at the end of the day get accused that you deliberately mislead the house. But I, I say when we engage at this level of a uh, oh, 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 of a meeting, I will urge that we don't go to a space where we, we end up taking this subcommittee to be a political uh, uh, arena, which we are not going to be also be very Fruitful in terms of and productive in terms of our engagements. I, I would humbly request that, uh, honourable Singh, if you may, through you chair, even ourselves also, we're not going to go to that space. Thank you very much, chair.
1: Thank you very much, uh, honourable uh, Lisoma. I was going to deal with that issue at the end, but thanks for 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 attending to it because we cannot come here in this. Uh, subcommittee where we are dealing, with, where we are processing matters that are referred to this uh, subcommittee and make assumptions that whenever members of the executive refer to their notes or whatever, then they are given questions by uh, the ruling party. That is not fair. And what do we, what uh, Honourable Singh you are trying to say is you are challenging the intelligence of those uh, ministers that they are unable to think for themselves they are given a uh, questions by members of the ANC of which is wrong so let's not repeat that let's not say things that we cannot prove as members of uh, this committee honorable judge you're next honorable Janji? No, no no thank you chair um
2: just a few brief issues I want to raise, Chair, and I want to say upfront, front, I, I want to to stay on the key principles. And then based on that, uh, in my view, a lot of work might still be done. Uh, it's important that uh, as we meet in the, as this subcommittee, we affirm those important principles. Uh, the issue here is It's further opportunities for for smaller parties. Um, This issue of mini plenaries is in existence because we're having evolving rules, rules that are a living methodology or or, or enabler to our role in in, in this space. So it, it, it seems that, Even that, we might need to to go a little bit further. Because it's not that uh, uh, we have not thought about the creation of more opportunities for for small parties. Secondly, still staying on principles that uh, I think we must agree and accept that uh, any party who, who walks in uh, and is part of these 14 parties, whether it's one seat or two seats, uh, they are in Parliament. Uh, they represent whoever they represent. Uh, and, and so we, we, we respect that, that principle that uh, uh, we, you are here, all of us. But that principle is also, uh, must be understood with this issue of proportionality. That whilst we, we're sitting on this uh, space, all of us. Proportionality means we don't have the same weight and we don't carry the same. It's a constitutional matter. It's not just an issue of rules. And so as, as we develop rules, as we do these rules, we must therefore be careful that rules do not erode this important issue of, of, of proportionality, which is our constitution. Uh, so that we, 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 we are all in this one space. And I thought that principle is important that we all of us, I think must accept that. Um, and, and, and so there should there should be no no harm, there should be no resistance for us to, to explore any other ways and means to ensure that uh, this one-party person, this two-party person exercise their rights, uh, whoever they represent. The third principle, Chair, I want to speak about in relation to the question is, I think we we should agree and develop this principle that says uh, on this particular afternoon or morning, when you have got these ministers who must come and respond to questions. This principle of spreading that uh, in three hours, we should not just be confining ourselves to questions on police, as it has happened in the the peace and stability. Where three hours end, you have, state security agency minister, having no opportunity to respond because of the way the spread has been done. So we must do the spread in such a way that even if they are not going to have equal questions that every minister was there, having been asked by a member of parliament, that member of parliament must leave that space, at least uh, with all of these four or five ministers having stood up and responded to this. And so that is an issue that we must we must work on uh, and, and and try and and, and, and fix chair from, from where I'm sitting. And and, and again, uh, I'm sorry to do this, Mr. Classo. It, it it suggests that let's do more work. And then there's another issue of principle that if in the past, Chair, now we have three hours of questions, there's a there's a strong argument that says. In the sixth parliament, or last week, wherever, in three hours, we do less questions, 12 or so, than what we used to do before. Suddenly it says there's something wrong that we must fix. So, because it it, it is defeating uh, this this issue. And, and Mr. Singh, I want to make the point, given where I come from, from a provincial legislature, Mr. Tasso, i I would have no problem even for us further probing because i have not really been schooled and educated as to how you just quickly did away with these issues of interpolations and and so as we look at all of these issues in terms of the follow-ups how many follow-ups must be i i want to suggest that uh, um, mr castle and your team i'm sure uh, it will be important to just put everything uh, on the table and and paint these kind of scenarios what are the implications for this if we do this in what way is it going to 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 affect this this principle as I was as i was raising them certainly today i don't think i have that picture and i would like to have that picture chair uh, so let me pause there thank you
1: thank you very much uh, honorable janji honorable dekhale
8: uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. Let me start by saying, normally when we talk to to we try to encourage people to work hard. Would give an example of an ants that the ants every every time they are busy trying to show that uh, they they at the end of the day they would want to put something on their table. I'm giving this an example because uh, there is see no way that we can allow us to be unfair to ourselves as uh, honorable members from different parties. Uh, I am saying this chairperson uh, because I don't see ourselves doing a fair thing in redacting the minutes from our ministers and, and share that minutes to the, the smaller parties. I think we should just accept that this is not going to do us good. And even not to us as honorable members or as parties, even to our electorate percent They have elected us in large numbers. Others in smaller numbers, and that is why even when we go to parliament, we we follow this uh, pro- uh, proportional representation. We don't say just because we done, then these parties must just go to parliament. That there is a way that we're using, and that will take us to to when it is time for debate. The smaller parties must just agree that they did not work, they are small, and everything that is on their plate will remain small. The, 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 I want, to, I want to, to support the Honorable Members that spoke before me, Chairperson. Chair, I'm joining you and Male Soma in rebuking this reaction that the ANC members are giving the ministers their, their follow-up questions. It's not true. And Chair, it's like now we are belittling the, the minds of our ministers. I think the way you put it, you just put it nicely, and I want to support that. And I believe those who are uh, saying that we're doing that, they will, they will just... Can I continue, Chair? Yes, you may, please. You may okay. continue. Thank you very much. They, they must just acknowledge that our ministers... Do know their work and they do prepare before they come to the house. That's my input, Chair.
1: Thank you very much, Madi Hale, Honourable Papa.
7: Uh, I must confess, interpolations, I didn't like them, but uh, the legislature was; they were cancelled also. But other legislatures, they are very important. It depends on the on the situation. Uh, there was more emphasis put on questions for oral reply. The issue is that, should we have 20 questions? Why should we have 20 questions for me? Uh, that's, it. that's an issue for me. Why should we have 20? Uh, the issue is spreading. If it's a cluster, there must not of two-thirds of questions going to one minister. It must be spread during that cluster, questions. Um, the other issue is this one of questions which are similar. Particularly during deputy president and the president, you find three questions out of six are more or less similar routine. And that was raised by member Sheikh. That issue needs to be managed with the parties themselves. I'm not sure even a party is not there. The other one then uses time. Then that must be an arrangement between the parties before the sitting. I'm not going to be there, and then it must be allowed. So I don't see to the question, hoping that another member of another party won't be there. It may actually even frustrate other 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 members because that principle of if a party is not there during a question time, it must be given to another party. It must be arrangements made like times which are, are shared between parties and so on. It should be d- done that way. But this one of reducing time of the executive from five to three, that, that won't happen actually. A notion that there's a problem with a majority, uh, majority elected political party which happens in various provinces, municipalities and so on but when it comes to the anc it must be a problem i, I think that view must be must it must not be perpetuated because there are political parties in parliament where they have a majority somewhere else and nobody is, qu- is quarreling with that majority particularly this 51% up now uh, that one uh, i don't think it should be considered as a, as a proposal the issue is do we then have to extend the time to from 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 3 to 4 hours uh, if members are because that's the only way you can actually have more questions dealt with if you increase the time to three it was two is three is it opportune to do it four hours is that correct i don't think it may actually work uh the issue is that it's just the management of how we schedule uh the issues of uh, questions uh, which are asked if they are not they are similar from different uh, dif- uh, the various parties um so that proposal, I would not agree with that proposal of reducing for five minutes uh, to three. Uh, no, uh, that one actually, is a, it, 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 it cannot be. There, there's an issue of uh, when you prepare for questions, people put scenarios of what could be, and some of the questions which are follow-ups may actually have been asked before. So you, 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 you anticipate, and then you actually have, uh, you check because some of the questions are repetitions. It may have been asked in the NCOPs coming into the NA. So the notion that uh, because they look, therefore it's a question which has been um, asked, uh, given to them. I think it's a problem. If evidence can be produced, then we can have a discussion. Uh, I think like Scopa, once we start politicization of Scopa, we politicize rules, we politicize NAPC, we're going to have problems. <laughs> Very serious problems.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Papo. Honorable members, I heard you. One, the reduction of ministers' ministers' time to respond. It's a no-no. Reason being that as members of parliament, we must hold them accountable. So, we use that platform in the house, use question time to hold them accountable to the work that they are doing in the in the clusters that they are deployed to, in those departments they are deployed to. Two so questions must be spread amongst those ministers within the cluster. It's really not acceptable that you will have cluster ministers in the house, but only two ministers will be, will be able to respond to questions. And the other ministers are not, uh, are not responding to questions. Then three, we agreed in the rules committee the use of mini plenaries to allow other parties or the smaller parties also to participate. Let's make use of those before we can think of reducing or increasing time for questions. Let's make use of those and see where they take us because we can keep on amending the rules forever. But if we are not make, using those uh, amendments to, to their fullest uh, capacity, there's nothing that we can we can do. We cannot keep on increasing or decreasing time to suit smaller parties. Yes, we are a multi-party democracy, a democratic parliament. We do what we do to make sure that everyone is accommodated. But reducing time to accommodate always every time to accommodate everyone is not a, not the only option that we can explore. Let's explore that the, those options of mini plenaries then. We'll take it from there. The spread of questions, I have spoken to that. Let's spread the questions to all ministers. The repetitions of questions, that is a no-no. That is what I had in this meeting that Honorable Members are saying. So, Honorable Members, do we need to further process this item before we take it to to, to, to the cleaners in the rules committee, or we are satisfied with our discussions here. Yeah. Honourable Gurenhoff.
6: Uh, uh, Chairperson, I want to support your summary, what you've just made. I think it's a, a good summary of the discussion. And I also wish to support what we've discussed earlier in the, about the discussion document on the two sets of guidelines one on the displaying of blackouts and the objects in the chamber as well as the backgrounds on the virtual platform. I think you've summarized it and I propose that we we accept your your summary. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much honorable Isoma. Uh, thank you very much
4: uh, uh, honorable Chair. Uh, I will deal with the one Chair. Uh, because my understanding, my approach, uh, Honourable Corren, who have dealt to enclose the chapter on the black cards and the and the, and the, and, the and, and the background issue. This one, Chair, I will say your summary is proper. It captures the spirit of the meeting. Let's process it to the uh, final in terms of the rules committee. I support and I move for the acceptance of of your summary.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Honourable Chair. Honorable Chanchi, your hand was up, Mr. Thaso. Hello,
5: oh, ma'am. Um, are you inviting me to comment, ma'am? Yes. All right. Now, thank you so much. We we have taken note of the issues. Very important issues, raised. I think the one issue that we we must we will continue to grapple with and we are willing to put forward proposals as proposed by Jackie, is how to achieve a fair spread of opportunities. Um, and, and part of the difficulty is that um, there is a role that must be played by, by parties uh, in terms of how they prioritize questions. And, and we are not able to tell parties um, how they must prioritize their questions. So it would it it would happen in an instance that a, a party decides to prioritize, in a, let's say take the COT cluster, decides to prioritize questions to the Minister of Police and and that party happens to have a lot of opportunities to ask questions. And those, this would apply mostly to the DA and the AHC, because you know, they, they have the most opportunities. So I think we need to see how we deal with that. Again, at the moment, the rules, mm-hmm um make provision for four minister to reply to four questions uh, in a particular question day and we need to deal with that and see how how best we can we can work on that so we are happy ma'am for the current uh, understanding to be taken to the rules committee while we are uh, we have been asked to come back with uh, some more options on how we can uh assist the process so that you can have as many ministers
1: um, respond to questions if possible. We will work on that. Thanks. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Mr. Plasso. Honorable uh, Chair Njeev. No,
2: Chair, I, I, I think, Chair, I, I hear a, a summary in terms of this issue and going to the Rules Committee. I, I would have wanted to to avoid a a piecemeal approach uh on this and and without uh, con- contradicting your the summary and and especially given what mr clauso is saying that uh, it, it would be good that we allow them to do that exercise because the point is making friendly which i agree with him is that part of the reason why we're not able to get the spread it is a function of Parties prioritizing the questions, and so that we are able to 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 to, to, to problematize uh, that those kind of issues, and then we, because I don't know what will what will be the rush for us to just tick the box here instead of a, attending to the matter uh, perhaps uh, in, in a more sustainable way. I would err on the side of asking them to go back and and come back with a, a more Thoughtfully, even if they look at other jurisdictions, how how these things uh, would be done, so that would really be my, my approach. Chair, thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Honourable chanchi Honourable Papo.
7: It means the status quo has to remain, uh, but the uh, parties must must then be advised to prioritise across the across the cluster to make the the the, the questions to to the various ministers instead of one or two or three, out of six. And that issue then needs to be through the whippery that needs to be dealt with. I wanted to ask Mr. Castro the issue of uh, whether this discussion we're having around questions relate to also the issue of how do we enhance engagement in the house uh, so that people can be uh, engaged uh, further. For example, the rule says you ask a member a question, and then if they refuse, it ends there. But in other jurisdictions, you find that it's it's written question or comment, and then if they say no, you are then allowed. You are given it's either 30, it um, 60, or one minute to to comment on immediately what they would have said. So I'm just saying, is it linked to this issue or is it a separate matter? Because initially, after 94, we had this status quo of parliament of the NA now. Where a person says something, and you know that thing may not have may factually incorrect, you cannot even correct it because they refuse to take a question. But if you comment to clarify it, whether they want to have your question, you are commenting about that matter. So I'm just saying, is it a, a matter of expanding on the on the on the rules? Uh, but I, I agree with uh, honourable Janji that uh, uh, the status quo has to remain, but uh, with parties being advised, but then more work done. In relation to what Mr. Castle would have said,
1: thank you very much. Let, let me, Mr. kaso Let me take on Honorable Soma, then I'll come back to you, Honorable Lisoma.
4: No chair, I, I, thank you chair. I, I, I think before we even repeat ourselves, uh, yeah, someone was saying spread questions to all departments. Uh, come with various scenarios and its implications, explore mini plenaries. Did I help you correctly? That's what you summarized.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
4: I'll, if that's the case, then I will agree with uh, Honorable you because it captures the spirit of what he said in one line. Thank you. Mm.
1: Thank you very much, Mr. Plaso. Mr. Yes. Yeah, yes, ma'am. No,
5: I think. I think the point raised by Honourable Babo relates to quality of, of replies, and and I would suggest that maybe we deal with it separately and see how we can how we can enhance that. Uh, mm-hmm. Because there are there are certain obligations. The minister is, re, is, is is required to respond to the points raised in the question. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what the guideline, the practice on questions is currently. And the question really is about enforcing that. To what extent, um, how far one is, is able to enforce that—that's that's a matter that needs to be, perhaps, needs to be discussed further. Thank you.
1: Okay, and here we are talking about questions for oral reply. We 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 we, we didn't include questions for written replies, no? Mr. Tasso, are we talking about uh, questions in general?
5: I think it's mainly. The issue of opportunities mainly applies to questions for oral reply. Okay. Honorable Singh.
3: Chairperson, we've been talking for some time now about questions of a similar nature. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Now, when the President last uh, did questions in the House, I can recall at least three of the questions that were put by different members which they're entitled to, was on the same topic. Now, when it comes to motions, we have a system where the table will inform a party that this motion has been already tabled by party X or party Y. Now, when it comes to questions, because each party would have their own priorities, can can the table not consider some kind of a proposal? Because... You know, you'll submit questions, we'll submit questions, and I don't know what you are asking. I might ask the same thing. Can the table not assist in that regard to inform a member or a party that a similar question has already been placed uh, on the table by party X or party Y? Is that not a possibility? Otherwise, uh, you know, we are working on the principle of sifting at the moment and bringing to the attention of the parties. Can't we do that for questions as well? Oral questions. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Thanks, Honorable Singh, for raising that. It's a very important point that you are raising. Mr. Klasso, is there anything that's preventing uh, the table, the NA table, from doing as you do in with motions uh, without notice?
5: Chair, chair, I will, um, I will have to discuss with the team, the, my team in the questions office. But I do know that there are interactions that happen with with the parties on questions, and sometimes question parties feel strongly about their particular question, and 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 they may argue that the angles being taken are different. But um, it's a it's a it's a matter of concern. I'm also concerned about it, um, and we, we grapple with this when we have to submit some of these questions to the speaker because you'll find that three of the six questions are on ESCOM, for instance. One will be asking about generation and other will be asking about uh, uh, blackouts or load shedding, but they're all on ESCOM. Um, so um, I ask that I, I engage my team further and see how else we can, we can can uh, we can manage this. And, of course, we'll need the cooperation of, of the parties themselves um, because it's their question in the end. Thanks, ma'am.
1: Thank you very much. So
5: at, the next, at, the next meeting, at the next meeting, we'll report in terms of how we are dealing with it, which is... Okay.
1: Thank you very much, Mr. Tassel. That will be very much appreciated. Honorable Papo, your hand is up.
7: I just wanted to clarify. I was not referring to a comment after a question. I'm referring to the House sittings when we are debating, the speeches are made. And then you ask the question. That's what I was asking, was it's a separate matter. It's not about questions. Because a notion that a member who disagrees with the answer from a minister, and that's a problem. I mean, how a minister responds in terms of the content, it can be dictated by the person who's asking the question. Because some of the questions are political. And if they answer politically, somebody says, the minister has not answered the question. They don't agree with the political content of the answer. It's not that the minister is not answered. The minister can say yes, no, yes, no. It has happened in the past. It's not a good way of answering. But there's no rule which prevents the minister to say yes, no, yes, no. But for the ANC, it's not a good way of answering. But this story that a minister has not answered a question because we disagree with the content that can be dealt with in a separate matter, in a motion, or debate and, and disagree with the police perspective, which is being put by the minister, or the operational issues they are actually presenting during question for oral reply. So I was not asking about that. I was it, it was more during, like now we're debating the budget. Somebody says something in a speech. You say, can your member take a question or a, a, a now he says question only, doesn't have the comment part. The member says no or they can say at the end of my my speech. That's the issue I was asking. So for for the record, I was not talking about comments being made during question time. It's comment during plenary debates in the house. That's what I wanted to clarify.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Papo for that uh, clarity. Honorable members, we've heard everything that was said. And Mr. Tasso is committed also to go and look into the issues that were raised with regard to this, uh, the questions uh, for, with these opportunities for smaller parties to raise questions. So what we are going to do now, honorable members, is that this document will accompany that one of, uh, this one of guidelines. We will process it further next week when we come back to this meeting on Friday. We'll finalize everything. Is that in order, honorable members? I amen. say amen. Is that in let order? Let me assist. Okay? Let me
4: assist, yes, Che.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank Can you very much. Can we now step off this op- this uh, item and move on to the consideration of the of principle of ruling? Mr. Kaso.
5: Okay, Ngalega will take us through that item
1: now. Okay, thank you very much. Oh, no, Mr. Ngaleka.
2: Thank you, Chair.
1: Chair, on the
2: 16th of March this year, the Chief Whip of the Opposition, uh, Ms. Mazzoni, requested the Speaker to refer a ruling given by the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Mineral Resources and Energy, Mr. Luziko, at a meeting of the committee on the 8th of March. To, she requested her to refer to the Rules Committee in terms of rule, Rules 8 and 92. In her letter, Ms. Mazzoni states that in response to a view raised in the committee by Mr. K. G. Mailham, another member, Mr. S. M. Kula, stated, and she quotes the minutes, his objections were based on the superiority of believing whiteness and nothing else. That because we are white, we are correct, there is no sense and no logic. Unquote. Ms. Mazun reports that Mr. Melhan asked the chair to make a ruling on whether it was parliamentary to claim that his position was attributable to his race. The chair ruled that Mr. Kul was just expressing a political opinion. In terms of rule, rules 8 and 92, the speaker is important to refer a ruling to the Rules Committee. But the subcommittee may only consider the principle on which a ruling is based. Now, of course, the rule in full, or to keep the relevant part of the rule, that is Rule 92.12b, the rules committee may deal with the referral in terms of Paragraph A as it deems fit, provided that it must confine itself to the principle underlying or subject matter of the ruling concern, and may not in any manner consider the specific ruling which is finite and binding," unquote. When referring the matter to the subcommittee for consideration, the speaker also identified the principle involved as the application and limitation of freedom of speech and the permissibility of members making racial inferences and remarks in relation to other members. In my view, the question before the committee then is firstly, how it wishes to proceed with the matter. And secondly, whether it agrees that the principle was that of freedom of speech, and whether it ought to be permissible for one member to allege or infer that another member is racist or motivated by racism. Thanks, uh, Chairperson.
1: Thank you very much, uh, honorable members. That's the presentation uh, with regard to that, uh, the ruling that was made. Honorable members, before we engage, I just want to take you back to one uh, meeting that we had where a referral of this nature was, uh, where a letter with, the, uh, with this uh, kind of uh, ruling was referred to the subcommittee. So the options that the subcommittee was given was to either call the the parties involved, or to deal with the principle. So, as a subcommittee, ours is not to call uh, anyone to appear before the committee, but ours is to look into the principle and deal with the principle of the ruling, not to get into the merits of uh, how that of what happened in that place where the thing happened. So that one, if the person involved want to, 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 to the matter to be attended to like that, it must be referred to another committee. Here, the subcommittee, we dealt with that matter previously which involved uh, the EFF and the, the presiding officer at that time who, which was a uh, Mr. Honourable judge. So we dealt with the principle, not the 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 merits of the matter so here's the presentation honorable members and the speaker has identified the principle in this matter of the ruling so what is your take honorable members the floor is yours honorable Kouahube. Uh
9: thank you very much uh, chairperson um i think that having read the uh discussion document on this Um, and having seen how the matter was dissected to really extract what the principle of the matter is, I agree with you. Uh, I don't think it uh, it is within the ambit of this committee to go back into history, into what has happened in committees. But I think we have to really dissect what the principle of the matter is. And I say this because this is not the first time, nor would it be the last time, uh, that members uh, accuse each other of racism in the house. There's one particular ruling uh, for instance, that I'm still waiting for uh, where a member of um, another member in the House accused of all accused all Indian South Africans of being racist. and I referred that for a ruling. So I think that if we are going to uh, really ascertain the the uh, the principle here, we've got to understand while we can affirm the principle of freedom of speech, it's got its limitations because to label somebody as racist, or at least to to, to, to box their view um, in, in a way that says it's only because of the color of their skin really is not even in the spirit of the house, um, but it, it is it is alleging that they're racist. And so I think this principle, if we agree here, about the fact that people can't simply go around calling other members of parliament racist, it will assist even in other rulings, as I say, that um, you know there's a matter still outstanding about calling Indian South Africans all racists. so I think the, it's an important matter to decide on and, and our, my view here chair um, is that we, we must uh, be quite clear and unequivocal about the fact that while we protect freedom of speech in the House. Members cannot go around labeling other members as racist, regardless of how much you disagree with their view and that you've got every uh, sort of avenue to disagree with them. Um, But you can't simply shut down debate by simply calling a whole race group of people racist and the like. Thank you,
1: Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Kwahube. Is there anyone who wants to take a bite on this one? Honorable members, OK. Honorable members, I think we are in agreement that in the subcommittee what we can do is to affirm the principle of the ruling, of uh, the principle of freedom of speech, and need for members to refrain from making allegations of racism against uh, other members. Are we in agreement, honorable members? Honorable, Papo? agree, agree, too. Honorable, um, Papu. So I
7: just want to check: is the principle on the one of racism because it can be tribalism, can be sexism, can it be homophobia? So I'm just saying: is it on other intolerances, or is this one specifically on the on the one of racism? Because uh, all sorts of generalization. Uh, about AP hey, people and so on. Uh, generally, it's a problem. I think we just, I just want to check whether it's on this. Is it on the specific one, or in general, we're talking about uh, generalization about uh, national groups or particular tribes, calling them uh, uh, just using a general term to define people. Uh, I just want to check with the with the with the, with the t- table whether when we are filming, we are affirming uh, the principle on this specific one and we'll deal with others as they arise.
1: Thank you, Honorable Papo, for raising that. Uh, Mr. Tasso? Uh,
5: I think it, it is, I think it would make sense that if there are uh, issues, related issues, that the subcommittee wishes to emphasize, um, we use this opportunity and so that We don't have to come back to the same, to a similar matter when you come back. So it is an opportunity to cover the issues that uh, Honorable Papo has raised and we affirm the principle of those issues. Thanks.
0: Okay. Thank
1: you very much, Mr. Kasso for for that. I think we are in agreement that all the issues that uh, Honorable Papo raised we reaffirm them, we, we, we affirm them as the subcommittee that uh, members refrain from raising those issues against other members. Are we in agreement, Honorable Members?
4: Agreed, Chair.
1: Thank you very much, Honorable Members. This was our last item. Honorable Members. We need to be patient with each other when dealing with uh, these rules in the subcommittee. We know that uh, this uh, parliament we are in now, the sixth parliament is not a normal one. We have people who are helping to make sure that they want to disrupt the house. So whatever we are doing in the subcommittee and the rules committee, the rules that we are amending are rules that must stand the test of time. So with those few words, we are not amending rules for specific a uh, party or for specific people, but the rules that will stand the test of time, the rules that will be used for generations to come. And amending the rules is not a once off event. It's a continuous thing rules amendment, the rule book is a living document, like Honourable Chanji used to say that there are living documents. So we'll keep on amending. Sometimes we might not agree, but what we must have at the back of our mind is what is it that we want to achieve in that House? Because we are supposed to be Honourable Members, not horrible members of Parliament. So with those few words, I declare the meeting closed honorable members oh sorry honorable papa your hand is up
7: that issue which member Gianci wanted to raise and
1: said we'll come back to it at the end
7: uh when are we going to do are we still going to do
8: oh.
1: that yes please sorry i forgot about it honorable uh papa you may you may come with it now the follow-up written questions honorable papa Remember,
7: Janti wanted to put it on the agenda. You said it will come at the end. Maybe he can explain.
1: Yes, I, I'm saying we can deal with it now. We have finally we have finished everything, so we are left with that one. It
5: does not seem like Uncle is still on the platform, ma'am. But I'm trying to check. I is not.
0: No. Okay,
7: it's disconnected. Maybe we can raise it with you, and then you can see how you, you you bring it on the agenda.
5: I think the one thing, ma'am, that with your permission, um, the one thing that maybe I can report on that yes. is that um, the speaker writes to the executive quarterly um, on questions that they have not been responded to, mm-hmm. and and write to the to the. To the leader of government business and also to um, the affected ministers for them to provide reasons. And and, <clears throat> and that is what has been happening up to now. And, and I guess Honorable Janji will indicate what aspect of that he wanted to raise for the meeting. Next. Thanks.
0: Okay.
1: Honorable
3: Singh? Uh, uh, thank you, Chair. Just on this particular point, I think perhaps. We, we, we did agree that the speaker will write, but one of the committees, I know I, I was not on that, uh, decided that there will be a parliamentary sort of committee as well. You give the speaker an opportunity, and if you find that those ministers have still not responded, then you take the matter further. Has that kind of instance uh, arisen uh, through you to Mr. Kassel? Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Singh. Uh,
1: Mr. Kassel?
3: I've got my hand
7: up before he responds.
5: Mr. Kwasu? I think Honorable Papa would like to come in. If you do.
1: Okay. Honorable Papa?
7: Currently, the question for oral replies, uh, uh, there's a trailer there, they are then put for oral reply. That's my understanding. Sometimes they are withdrawn a day before because they would have been answered. So I don't understand what Member Singh is talking about because when we amended the rules last year, we said that if those questions, uh, the the time has gone uh, past, they will then be uh, added onto the questions for oral reply in the House during uh, cluster meetings. The other question issue is we amended the rules, but there's a problem also where people, members generalize, (laughs) ministers are not answering questions. But when you look at the schedule, you find that there are two, three, Ministers out of the team who the uh, threshold is 10. That's the executive. They said if the questions go beyond 10, not answered, then a red flag is it's raised by the leader of government business in the, in the cabinet. But there's these statements which are generally uh, made. That's why the problem of generalizing about anything is this irrationality. When we've got 23 people, three, pe- four people do wrong things. You say all oh, these 25 people are not accountable to parliament. So I'm just saying from for ourselves also, we should actually say, this minister is the one who has not answered question and not say ministers are not accountable to to parliament. So I'm just appealing for that because even if you look at the, even last year, there were 120 questions, some hundred and something questions which were not answered out of the, uh, over 1,000, uh, out, out of over 1,005. And uh, so when we say 120, we don't say out of what. And then it creates an impression of people not accountable, but you check other ministers, they've answered everything. And then they are lumped in that in that statement of people not being accountable. Sorry,
1: Honorable Papo.
7: Thanks Deputy Chief, I finished.
1: Thanks, uh, Honorable Sum. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair your your, your connection should... your network
4: my network has got a challenge chair
1: no no i was referring to honorable papa you may come in oh, honorable oh. elisoma
4: okay thank you very much honorable chair
1: the platform is yours
4: yes thank you very much honorable chair the point is that I, I guess when we engage on the matter, I think Honorable Papo is correct. Uh, I, I, I think we were promised to get a schedule thereof that will indicate because we agreed that there are two processes that the matter must be raised with the leader of government and and, and then the, the, the serial offenders, if I may use that word in terms of responding. That you you then uh, they are being uh, sensitized that they must respond to the questions that members have uh, asked. If then in our next sitting chair, if it's possible that we can get a picture, even probably not with the names, but to say these are the ministers, so that we can focus to those ones instead of pr- brushing everybody in the same brush with the same paint color, as it were. So that would be my appeal it it will help that since the matter has been formally even in the rules committee raised and continues to the leader of the government is there any
1: improvement thereof thank you very much chair thank you honorable isoma honorable uh
9: thanks chairperson look i think um I, i think the point here is well made and i think we are all in edom about the fact that the reality is that ministers have to answer questions there's a reason why the rules stipulate that they have 10 days to answer written questions. So the rules also uh, provide for oral written questions that are not answered to then be asked in an oral fashion. But if there's 120 of them that are about to lapse at the end of a parliamentary term, it is impractical to find space for them um, to be answered in an oral question session. So I do think, um, and I agree with uh, Honorable Lesoma that we must have a list of serial offenders. I know that in, in, our, in, in our parliamentary operation as a party, we collate those stats and we know which, which ministers are the serial offenders. I take the point about not generalizing the whole cabinet, but ultimately there has to be a system that is not just simply ad hoc, that every once in a while or every couple of weeks the leader of government business is given a report that states that these are the questions that aren't being answered. They have now, you know, been it's been 30 days or whatever the case may be, that they have not been answered. And uh, and I think that then it should be escalated because there are some ministers who literally would not answer questions for an entire year. And then only when they are being shamed about it, well, then they just do a data dump at the end of the year. That defeats the whole purpose and makes a mockery of the whole process. So I I, I would agree with Honourable Lesuma about flagging the serial offenders and that there be an intervention that is not an ad hoc one that deals specifically with the leader of government business to flag those people who who are bringing obviously the collective. Which is the cabinet in disrepute by not accounting to Parliament? Thank
1: you. Okay, thank you very much, honourable members. Uh, we had all your views in with regard to these matters. I hope we will uh, it will be attended to. We'll get responses when we come back at, in our next meeting on Friday. I've already summarised. Uh, with regard to closing uh, this meeting thank you very much honorable members for attending thank you very much uh, the parliamentary na table officials for your attendance and assistance always and thanks to our political staff members who are always supporting us when doing our job thank you very much the meeting stands agenda
0: Thank you very much, Honorable Chair and colleagues.